Welcome to the Model Citizens, a podcast about the miniature wargaming hobby, where we will attempt to enhance your experience in painting and playing with amazing miniatures. With co-host Joe Alverson. It must have been part of that millennial thing. Corey Lenegar. I can't help but your legs are smooth. Randy Charles. And we were supplied with a bottle of Febreze. And myself, Alan Blunt. Everybody took on this, the consistency of hand. Please enjoy the show. Hey everyone, how you doing this afternoon, or evening, or midnight, or morning, whatever time you decide to listen to the show. Hey, it's uh, me, Alan Blunt, from Model Citizens. Uh, what I have for you, of course, Thanksgiving has just passed, and a lot of life has happened in between the last show and today. So, things that the show will catch up on, uh, we'll be uh, having a short interview with Michael LaManda, who won Summer Slaughter 2015, run by Joe Elverson. Uh, we also will have some learning curve talk with Joe, Randy Charles, as well as Bolt Guns Battle 8.1 winner Jeremy McClung. Okay, now, the game that we did do a test curve on was Frostgrave. Beautiful game from Osprey. Once again, they came up with something with, that is uh, cost-effective in a fast uh, skirmish style a little bit more more timelike but uh, you should be able to put together a full crew uh, plus the rules for less than fifty dollars and that will give you everything you need for the game everything models a uh, campaign system coming up you could either buy the rule book for twenty four dollars for a hardback or you can buy a digital download for half of that about twelve dollars uh, using kindle i picked up the kindle version i'll be picking up the hardback version very soon other great things coming out of course uh, we do talk about uh, 40k we're getting ready for adepticon and basically we're going to go ahead and have some fun here we also don't want to forget here that when one of our greatest sponsors, Figure Painter Magazine, is now up to issue number 31. It's a $1.96 for 100 plus pages of painting content. Um, they also have a special flat issue out. And what I mean by flat, these are uh, basically miniatures that are flat, but they have a three-dimensional look. Artistry goes into creating them as well as painting them. You want to check that out. Once again, Figure Painter Magazine. You want to go to figurepaintermagazine.com. Editor is Shane Roselle. And uh, it's a dollar ninety six an issue. Okay, so what's going to happen here? I'm going to put on some uh, music here from Lucan on his album Just Wait. This is the song called Out of Time. So let's go ahead and give you a little bit of listen to that. I think it's a little bit fun here. So let's get get to the intro. And we'll be back with uh, our learning curve game. All right, talk to you later, baby. All right, bye bye.
Hey, welcome back to the Model Citizens. You got me, Alan Blunt, sitting here at the end of Summer Slaughter. Joe ran a very good campaign today. He got 24 players this year, which I almost doubled his attendance he had last year. I'm sitting here right now across from the overall winner, Adam Lamanda, here at the here at the Summer Slaughter. We're tired because it's been three hour rounds, and we had something like about maybe two hours in that between time to get to this point. But the man did three grueling rounds. He had his army on the table. Everything looked right. He got his prize. He's got his little badge of honor too. So uh, let me go ahead and introduce you to Mr. Adam Lamanda. So, Mr. Lamanda, how long have you been playing 40K, man? Um. About seven years now. Okay. All yeah. right. Picked it up because uh, my oldest son wanted to wanted to learn the models. He loved the orcs, and uh, my wife was like, you know, you need to learn 40K so that you can enjoy spending time with him. And I was like, that is a great idea. I wish I had that go. Wow. Oh, that's, awesome. that's awesome. Okay, so the arm you brought today, what did you bring here? Chaos Demons. I'm a, I'm, I'm pretty much strictly a Chaos Demon player, so okay. I, don't, I don't branch out too much anymore. Okay. Okay. Now, do you attend any other tournaments in the area, or? Um, yeah, I was at uh, I was at Buckeye, and um, I took best overall there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother and I were at Origins, and we we took best overall for the team tournament. Okay. Good. Um, good. I've, I didn't go to any tournaments last year. I tried to go to yours actually, <laughs> and and I missed out. And I got to you too late. Um, okay. But yeah, and, uh, that's that's about it. I played down at the Guard Tower um, in Columbus, and. Uh, and if they have tournaments there, Toys for Tots, charity okay. events. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't do too much traveling. My brother, this year, he really wanted to get into a couple of tournaments, so I agreed to come. And so. I'm, on, I'm on a good run, though. Okay. I'm enjoying it. Now, are you planning on coming to Bolt Guns Battles 8.1? Absolutely planning on coming. Okay. All right. Well, uh, just to tell you, we're almost at the halfway point, so get your entry fee in. Uh, best sportsman this year is getting a full-on Roman, gladi- uh, Roman shield. It's three feet, fully fully decked out, be able to fit across your arm if you get the best sportsman. Of course, best overall in my tournament always gets a Roman gladius sword. Oh, that's and, so cool. And, yeah. and best general always gets a Roman centurion helmet. I've never won Best General, and I don't think I ever will. I, I don't ever. Uh, I don't ever seem to get enough points for that kind of uh, overwhelming victories in my games. <laughs> okay. Um, but adding a sword to the collection would be pretty neat because I did win an axe at Buckeye two years ago for Best Overall, and uh, yeah. my yes. wife made me get rid of it because uh, <laughs> w- one of the kids' friends was over there. And he's like, "Oh, cool axe!" and he pulled off the protective sheath, and the first thing he did was slice the thumb over, and I was like, "Oh, damn it." She's like, get rid of the axe. And, uh, like, and, and you should have told her, don't you play with my toys. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. tell her things like that. She, she tells me, get rid of the yeah. axe. I, dude, I know. I feel it. I feel it. I, I, I got you on this. I got you on this. And then she lets me come out here and play for, for 10 hours or 12 hours or whatever, and it, it, it works out for me. I'm okay. good with it. <laughs> all right. So were all your games challenging for you? Uh, every one of them. Every one of them. Uh, I went second every time. Um, the, the third game, I actually got seized on, so that was rough. I'm playing demons, and every game, I got my butt handed to me in the psychic phase because everybody just has such good psychers, man. Playing yeah. Eldar twice doesn't help. No, but no, it doesn't. But uh, I, I brought my own version of the cheese with my um, uh, Aquila macro cannon. Yeah, <laughs> demons don't get D natively, so we have to import it. So yeah, I understand that. 
went to Escalation and brought in and brought in some D, and uh, that that worked out to my advantage because Skull Taker was just he was taking skulls. Okay, so any other armies you're working on, or it's just that's it, uh, Chaos Ds. My, uh, I, I'd say my favorite army for for painting and modeling has been my Nurgle army, and there you go. The the, the Demon Codex came out, and what was it like uh, a month or two later? The Tau Codex came out, right? And it just completely neutralized Nurgle. Right, so I'm right. hoping, I'm hoping that the Tau Codex does not drop before Bolt Gun. That way, I feel like I can really bring my Nurgle because you know, you know, I'd love to be able to get my Nurgle stuff on the table uh, mm-hmm. at the tournament. If it's a, is it is it mostly a like hobby focused or? Uh, it is a hobbyist. It is a hobbyist event. So your painting comes in, your sportsmanship comes in, as well as your gameplay. And at and at Bolt Guns, um, your sportsmanship score can even have potential to beat your gameplay score. Oh, that's great. I, okay. I like I like the hobbyist aspect to it. I really do enjoy that. I, I don't get much of a thrill out of trying to table an opponent or anything. I just I, I got I got lucky today with uh, with three opponents that were all really fun to play against. I mean I had a great time. It's been it's been a good season. Like I said, I'm on a I'm on a good streak. Every every round I've played in the last couple of tournaments I have had great opponents and this one was no exception. Matter of fact, I played Joe at Buckeye. Um, okay. Yeah, I played Joe. I actually, I was, I think I was the only player to beat an Eldar player at Buckeye, and I beat him by one point. One. One point. One point. And it was something he, neither he or I even thought about, which was one of the tertiary objectives: issue a challenge. That was okay, it. I got that a bonus. Was it. Right. Issue a challenge. And, and, okay. And and, um, and and I think somebody had to accept it too. It might have been the other piece of it. But uh, the funny thing was, I was playing the Slanesh army, and so I issued a challenge, and he was not allowed to accept. He declined, and I said, "No, I have a special rule that says you're not allowed to decline." I pick and and so that's the only reason I got that point. And we didn't even know it until we started tallying everything up, and we're like, "Oh, we're tied ten ten. Let's look at the tertiaries." And oh, look at that! I got you one. You got him. Yeah, yes. it was it was pretty funny. Um, nice, nice. Yeah. So yeah, after playing Joe and uh, he, he was he was a great opponent and um, phenomenal army and so well painted and he was he was a, he was a great opponent. So he okay. uh, he mentioned the summer slaughter and I was like, well, I've not been up to to Hobby Central, so I definitely like to go check that out. Okay. Well, will you be coming next year, sir? Uh, yeah, every intention of it. I, okay. Uh, I, I was supposed to be traveling for this for work uh, yeah. for this event. And got lucky, and uh, the company decided to spend money to pay other people to do it. So I was like, "Awesome!" Okay, double Can't double win. Yeah, I don't have to travel, and I get to be here on on the uh, on the summer or the summer slaughter day. So good, I'm pretty happy. Good. All right, so it's late right now. I'm going to go ahead and let you go because I know you have a wife. And I got a wife waiting at home, and my ride's got a wife waiting at home, and the tournament organizer's got a wife waiting at and my home. My brother's waiting on me to go home, and his wife is probably not even going to talk to him by the time he gets home. Okay, well, we know what is happening, folks, so we're going to go ahead and close up here. Thank you for playing, Mr. LaManda. It's great to hear from you today. Thanks a lot, Alan. I appreciate All right. it. All right. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Uh, Model Citizens back here. Episode 3 on the road. I don't have the big equipment set up, but today I've got Joe Elverson here. Hello, everybody. I've got Randy Charles. Howdy do. And I've got winner of Bolt Guns Battles 8.1, Jeremy McClung. Hi, everybody. All right. Yeah, well, today we were doing some discussion here earlier about, you know, direction of the hobby. And, you know, interesting concepts came up. We had a, we had a conclave a couple of weeks back at Game Table Adventures <laughs> talking about um, what, what determines what a tournament is. Well, uh, what determines... It resulted in a, specific, a particular format that 
that um, GTA wants to bring to the Ohio area, stating this is how a tournament is designated a tournament. First of all, base points 1850. Comp scores are light, uh, excuse me, soft scores are completely light, should have no effect on the game, as well as uh, particular formats, what's allowed, what's not. Uh, when we came out of GTA, Randy, do you remember what that was? Uh, what a tournament is now considered in GTA? Uh, as far as what uh, with the format itself? Yes, as far as, as far as was discussed at the conclave. Uh, tournament tournaments are the more competitive events, and then they made the, the designation uh, events for like the the hobbyist type of uh, tournaments. So a tournament is going to be your more competitive event. It's, it's something that you want to bring your harder list for. Uh, <clears throat> we discussed missions. We discussed uh, putting things online so people can get you know a preview of what's going to happen. Uh, I, I don't think that, that soft scores were like thrown to the side, but I don't think they're going to play as much of a factor in a tournament as opposed to an event. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Bolt guns, for instance, the, the 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 sportsmanship and painting are weighed heavier than they would be, I guess, for a, a, a tournament rather than you know that sort of thing. So okay, all right, good. Will good. they factor into the overall at all at a tournament, I, I or will they so. be totally mm-hmm. sidelined? I, I believe so. There there's some discussion as to <clears throat> how to uh, how to gauge sportsmanship, how, what, what what you do, what 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 method to use. How to factor in painting into a, the tournament score as opposed to an event score? So I don't. I don't think they're actually going to throw those things to the side. Okay. I just don't think they're going to weigh as heavily as they would as in, in like a hobbyist event. So battle points will just be the lion's share of the overall points. The the, the way it sounded was there's going to be an overall winner, and then like a maybe, maybe perhaps a best general. Somebody somebody will win something for best sportsmanship. Somebody will win something for best painted. Okay. All right. And Joe, uh, you weren't there at the conclave, but uh, basically, sent my thoughts though. So I think those were, those were presented. Okay, could you put forward what what your thoughts should be on on what should happen, what a, what a tournament should be? Um, I guess everyone has their own opinion um, on what a tournament is or should be. I think at a, a tournament, you should be able to pretty much bring what you want within the given point standard, with very limited, if any, limitations presented forward. I, I, I'm, I'm stumbling here. I'm, I'm always having a little bit of difficulty trying to state what is a, per se a tournament and what's per se an event. I think they're both deriving the same point in regards to obviously some sort of competitive play. So I, I guess I'm, I'm sort of having difficulty on uh, trying to set lines in the sand. I, I, I think probably more so than anything. I think a, an event is a tournament. You just, you know, we're really pro- trying to push the hobby more so at our what would be would be considered an event. You know, we're the whole aspect of everything. You know, you know, playing and having great games. I mean, should just, in my opinion, be as heavily as how hard you're fighting in your battle or, or playing your game, pushing the hobby, pushing the painting. You know, I brought joy to me in playing this game is playing against another fully painted army. I mean, and seeing how you know. Whether it's horribly painted or not, it looks a lot better than gray plastic or primer. So, okay, cool, cool. Now, Jeremy, uh, your experience in playing games over the past several years—about how many games do you do? How many events do you attend a year, sir? Um, one or two. Okay. Uh, presently, uh, the I used to attend maybe four or five a year, but in the last several years, I've tried to go to uh, Buckeye Battle Friday for forty k. 
And I always viewed that as my bolt gun's primer, just so that I knew what everything kind of did, so, so that I, I could come to bolt guns and actually have a clue so that I wasn't holding up games in October. Okay. All right. <clears throat> now, your experience at bolt guns, what made you decide to take the Space Marine Army that you took? You won overall this year, so let's get that out the way, okay, in which you brought your Griffin's Army. And I actually hadn't used those guys for probably five years, so. So what 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 made it what made it the push to bring to bring to the hobbyist event I ran? Um, well, I hadn't actually played many games. Uh, I actually hadn't played any games since Bolt Guns the prior year, so I wanted to take something that I was very familiar with, where the rules don't change much, so that I would actually know how the army kind of worked. I didn't want to be the guy that was always trying to flip through the rule book and say, I don't know what this does. Oh, you're listening. <laughs> so, so I always try to be thoughtful of uh, having the game flow smooth and be good for uh, both players. Okay. That's well, always well. been something that uh, I'm there to have fun, and uh, if both people are having fun, it's more fun for me. If the games are close, it's more fun for me. So that's just kind of... Uh, the way I kind of approach going okay. to play. Now, the three players you played, your first one was a grudge. Uh, yes. Okay, and that, <laughs> and that was Ken Summers. It was. Okay. How'd that game go? What Was it Was it a big scrum in the center with his <laughs> complete foot Imperial Guard <laughs> Army versus your drop-potting Griffins? No, actually, uh, we the mission had the two objectives that started in the table quarters, opposite table quarters, and then mid-game they moved. Yes. So that we were both having to think ahead, so it caused us to space out a little more so that we'd try to be where they were going to be as well as where they were. Okay. Neither one of us had a very fast army, so we had to plan very far in advance to be where we needed to be. Um, But, yeah, that was uh, uh, such a close game. Uh, I I beat him by uh, Slay the Warlord. Everything else was a tie. Nice. Okay. (laughs) Beat him by Slay the Warlord. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) Did you like the mission? I did. I liked that it uh, wasn't kind of the standard. You knew you had to actually move and think ahead. So okay. so the moving objectives were a little unusual at first to think through, but it made it more exciting. And then when he was moving a bunch of guys into a quarter that had nothing in it, I'm thinking, what in the hell is he doing? And then it's like, oh, crap, there's going to be something there. <laughs> 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 yeah. okay. so, so, yeah, that was uh, it made it entertaining. Okay, cool, cool. Now, your second round was versus who? I think it was Dave from Dayton. From Dayton, okay. What army did he have? He had uh, Ravenwing and Iron Hands. Or, uh, yeah, Ravenwing from the Dark Angels with those re-rollable cover saves on the bikes that make them very hard to get rid of. Right. And uh, Iron Hands on bikes. Okay, and and you won that one? No. No. <laughs> you did it? Okay. How'd it was close. It was close, but uh, in the first turn, he managed to kill the scouts that I had holding objectives, so he got all six objective points, and then I was trying to catch up the whole game. Okay. Uh, it was within two at the end of the game. Okay. So all right. I was clawing back, but not fast enough. Now, that was a scenario in which you were pulling the objectives off the table on, on winning rolls, wasn't it? Oh. <sighs> It may have been. The second one was the one you pulled you okay. off, and whoever won got to pull an objective. Okay, what did you think of that particular scenario? Oh, we actually missed that part. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> we had all six on there the whole time. Oh, okay. That might have made a difference. That might have made a gigantic difference in how the game went. Yeah, because uh, he had some that there was no way on God's green earth I was ever going to take them away from him. 
So okay, but uh, but yeah, that uh, that was an entertaining. It was still entertaining. That would have made it more entertaining. I would have. Uh, I, that would. That sounds like that would be very interesting to do. Okay. All right. Joe played it. <laughs> so Joe, you at bolt guns didn't win this year. Didn't win. Okay. Came in third. Uh, came in third. Okay. Just want to know. Uh, scenario number one. You brought your Eldar, correct? I did. Okay. First game. Uh, my first game, I grudge against uh, John Cocomelli. Great game versus John. Uh, it was actually our first game together, but just it was just a great game. It, it pretty much ended quickly. I, I popped a few things of his, including a super heavy. My first turn, and it just continued to go downhill from there. But uh, we, we played it out to the man, and uh, probably ended up winning that game. Okay. Now the scenario. What did you think of the scenario Jeremy gave me? Um, well, I liked I liked the scenarios. I liked the, the objectives. Um, I really liked you know the the second one there where there were six on the table and at the end of each player at the end of each game turn you rolled off and whoever won the roll got to pull one of the objectives. So it was real nice. You know if someone was castling up somewhere you could potentially remove their objective they were sitting on and then they have to come out and play. So it made for made for some great gaming. You know. Because you, you had to anticipate, you know, if I lose this, that guy's going to pull what objective. So you can't have everything just sitting on one. you got to kind of move stuff towards all of them and then start moving around after that. So uh, lost my second game, but then uh, third game I, I won. There was pretty much everybody. There was one in the center, and uh, you, you run for it. Okay. Okay, and that was the three objectives in the center. And okay, all right, all right. And was that a good scenario? Or was that, or did you run to your basic casting problem with that one? Um, I I did, and I played against a, uh, I believe it was Imperial Fist, and he had the Assassins uh, formation, and uh, kind of some. He forgot to do a few things with Assassins on his game, and it just kind of he didn't really move towards the objectives on his first turn. He tried to take out my stuff and kept getting the points and. By the time he finally started to realize he needed to do that, I was up so far in the, in the points he couldn't catch back up, you know. And I had some D weapons that did, did, did some good things. I had some six rolls on my stomps to just remove everything underneath it. So um, it, it worked out, including his captain. I rolled a six underneath that hole and just pulled his uh, terminators and his captain were gone. Uh, yeah, super heavy stomps. Okay, that's an interesting thing. Super heavy's in the game. How do you feel about that? Uh, it, you know, it's it's in the game now. You you gotta expect them in some way. Or expect, I mean, they're everyone's getting a gargantuan creature of some sort now. It looks like that's G Dub's thing. Um, so uh, you're just gonna expect it to see this. Money. Yeah, they cost money. Um, you know, quite. But the, the, the rules for them are, you know, obviously they're not too bad. Most of the rules for almost all of the gargantuan creatures right now are, are pretty spot on in regards to what they can do. Jeremy, I got your opinion on on the super heavies in G in the game now. What? How's your feeling? Flyers are in now. Super heavies are in now. I feel like I'm playing a, a watered down version of Epic. <laughs> formations, <laughs> yeah, formations, every everything. Because I was a huge Epic player back in the day, so it feels like it's just 28 millimeter scale Epic. Um, okay. Although you have one Titan and a couple of, or not a Titan, a Night Titan, a few of them on the table instead of like entire formations of Titans on the mm-hmm. table. Um, it, yeah, I eight wasn't edition. a. Eight edition. Yeah. Yeah, eight <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Three Reavers. Put <laughs> on your Titan costume and go out there and play a game. Yeah, rent that gymnasium floor. Yeah, <laughs> Which will be an Adepticon. 
Uh, oh yes. I wasn't. I wasn't really enthused when they first came in, but it, you just kind of get used to it. It kind of achieves a balance all of its own. Okay. A weird balance. The missions make a huge difference as well. Okay. What I found what happens when you decide to invest that many points into a super heavy like that, um, your objective grabbing your objective grabbing capability goes down. Okay, you've got that one Titan that's got this many guns. So, you're going to hurt this many units while you're shooting. If you have a gigantic D weapon template, okay, you might even erase a unit. Uh, but when it comes to, alright, if I have one unit alive and I ha- and it's a flyer, which most blast weapon D weapons can't reach, if it's a flyer and you've wiped off everything I have on the table except this flyer going in a circle, <laughs> ignoring you completely, and everything I had on the table grabbing an objective every turn before it died, I think I'm going to be winning this one. You know, so that's the, that's the balancing factor you, you, have, you have to put in. Um, what super heavies are good for? They're very anti-Death uh, Star. Uh, a stop attack. On the six, basically, just trumps anything that happens. Okay? I'm in base to base, and I'm sitting next to the Necron High Lord Muckety Muck. He's got this, he's got that, he's got, uh, we'll be back, and stop six, pick him up. (laughs) (laughs) Remove from table. Or you've got the super friends, stop six. All right, everything that fits fits on this blast template goes away. I think it's can like you term. stop the invisible units? Yeah. Yes. No, that's pretty yes, cool. you can stop the invisible units too. You can't see me. No, I can't. Stop six. <laughs> Pick them up. <laughs> but I think it's like Jeremy said. You know, every, you know, and Joe said too. Everybody's getting something big. Yes. Everybody's getting a, a monstrous creature of some type. It seems like and. You remember when flyers first came out? How everybody's like, "Oh, I gotta have anti-air in my arm! I gotta have anti-air in my arm! I'm gonna get screwed by flyers." That's calmed down, and that's calmed down. <laughs> that's calmed I think down. the same thing's gonna happen once, once all the books get updated, once they get all the stuff out that they want to put out. Because you know, you know, we got orcs coming, we got the nids coming, we got chaos coming supposedly. Guard upgrades, guard upgrades. So, I, I think. The the, 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 the the reticence people have when it comes to the, the super heavy stuff will eventually go away. But by the same token, at the same time, like Jeremy said, it is kind of like playing Watered Down Epic. Yes, it is. It is. And, and point values play into that also. Mm-hmm. Okay? If you, if you are playing a 2,500-point tournament... You have all this redundancy in your army. You you can afford to put formations in. You can mm-hmm. you can afford to put the super heavies in. You can afford to put everything in. What is the challenge for you playing your game? Except uh, another guy who basically has to be as good as you and possibly bought up his army to to the point of I've got I've got this Night Titan formation as well as I've got uh, this Eldar formation as my ally and I've got the Librarius Conclave that I borrowed Tigurius in from the Ultramarines. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, you, you know, it's basically the Wild West when it comes to no, no structural restrictions on this. Is it a competitive game now? I mean, not, not as a competitive game, but is it basically, um, let's see, wash, rinse, repeat? Uh, I, that's I, I think that's where you, like, with Summer Slaughter, 2,500 points, I mean, everybody's taking whatever really they want, but it comes down, I think, really to the mission that they're presented in regards to how mm-hmm. they're going to have to play the game and, and mission and stuff. I mean, you can have 2,500 points and have formations and, you know, super heavies out the door, but, 
you know, if you don't play the mission, you don't play the scenario presented before you, I think that's where the gameplay is going to come come in right. from. That's, that's where you're going to... And that, that falls on the tournament organizers, too. If you're just playing stuff straight out of the book... Oh, there was Randy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going nowhere! Okay. But yeah, no, it does. I mean, making missions that mitigate a lot of what people consider the poor meta or the cheese meta of the game does fall on the tournament organizer. Yes, it does. Because you want, obviously, you want everybody to have fun. Right. If you're, if you're, if your tournament is super competitive, bring the hardest thing you can. You guys are going to get hammers at six paces and then go at each other. That's what you know. That, and then you make your missions to tailor to that. Okay. If your your event is more fluffy bunny, you know, hobbyist, you you, you tailor your missions to that. Okay. So. All right. Um. <clears throat> What do each of you like or dislike about about bolt gun battles, Joe? After playing it a couple times, you know, when I first started going, the, my real holdback was the seventeen fifty point level. I think that that would be about it. I mean, the, the, the missions are always good. Um, you know, everything being weighted almost equivalently across the board is always good. I mean, because you know, like like for me, I, I'm a big pusher of go out and play a fun game. If you want or lose, that's fine. Um, you know, have a gorgeous pan in the army on the table. Um, it always makes for a great game. And I, I just think that weighs into it. Um, you know, if I could come in there with an army I just assembled the night before and it's the newest beat stick out there and I'm I'm taking names, I mean, that's great, but it, it's, I mean, what else you're going to get out of the, the game besides be, playing a beat stick? Okay. I mean, that's just me. I've been, I've been playing this since I was 16. I'm 33 now. I mean, I've I've got past that. I'm gonna see what's out there, get that internet list, and, and play it or, or whatever. You know, I, I play my own style of play. I always make sure I go to an event with a painted army, and I always try to go there with my best foot forward and have great games regardless of who I play. Um, and that's that's what I enjoy about this. You know, I don't want to spend my time or, or money going to an event for the weekend just to be that baby seal. And I don't want to be that baby seal against everybody. I want to go against a event with other people like Jerry McClung and John Cocomelis and Larry Curtis and other guys out there that are out here that are in the same boat I am, that we've been playing this for so long. We're not really in it to play the meta game. We're in here for the hobby. And that's that's what I I enjoy about it, and that's why I enjoy about bolt guns. So the only thing that's ever been a holdback for me about bolt guns is uh, you know just the 1750. You know you always want to take the the fun stuff, and but you got to. Take one thing, you may have to cut back another thing or not take it entirely. So that's always been my thing. Okay. Jeremy? Uh, well, it's uh, obviously my favorite event since it's the only one that I guarantee that I make every year. I actually, initially, I, I was a little surprised by the 1750 myself, but I ended up learning to really like it because of the restrictions it does put on the armies. And it has a very different feel from even 1850. It's hard to believe what 100 planes can what? do. Exactly. <laughs> it is. It is. You can't fit in everything. You can't. And they've continued to make things cheaper pretty well across the board in the yes. game over the 20-some-odd years that I've played. Yeah. It's been 20. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 It's 2015. I'm over 25 years in, so it's over a quarter century now. I, wow. <laughs> I started playing in 1995, 20 years. Oh, God. I started playing in 89. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, we've got codgers here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so everything's gotten cheaper. So you can actually, for an old timer that started with Rogue Trader, when you spent an entire Sunday playing with like 10 Marines, the table is very full, (laughs) even at 1750. Um, But I love the... The, that it celebrates the whole aspect of the of the hobby, the the paint, the sportsmanship, and the win or lose. Um, and the win or lose is actually the the aspect that I've grown to care the least about <laughs> as I've gotten older. Nice. So uh, I mean, I love to see the painted armies, the the display boards at uh, bolt guns are getting insanely complex and beautiful. Um, Almost scary. Yes, <laughs> it is. I'm saying they're looking at that, going, "Wow." lots of hobbyists. I love to see events that bring out the hobbyists. Um, and I like that it's pretty well known, the tone. I, I'm, I'm happy enough with like tournaments that are pound-your-face, hard-boy style tournaments. I do like it when the tone is very obvious up front so that people coming know what they're getting into. Uh, I, I like to, to make sure everyone knows what they're coming to. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just uh, it's an awesome event. I meet a lot of new people, which is great. I love to see new people come every year and see what they can do and what they can bring and how they play play styles. It never ceases to amaze me how many people play the game so different. Now, <laughs> most interesting thing here was Corey Lenegar was the only one who scored three goals for sportsmanship, ah. which doesn't work, by the way. But. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but he scored three goals. Very first Warhammer 40,000 tournament he's ever been in with his Tau Army. He got high sportsmanship by three people. Did he grudge anybody? I don't think no, he did. He didn't, grudge. he didn't grudge anyone. No. So three random players, three people never played before. Three people he's never played before. And basically, they, they gave him the highest rating they could in the game. And Corey took home that <laughs> took home that studium. That's awesome. <laughs> and and uh, that solidifies my point on the people who've taken home this award, including yourself, uh, who've taken home that award. Um, basically, that solidifies it for me. It will never go away in any event I run. Um, now, Randy, you haven't played in one yet. Is this is is this an event that you would like to play in at some time? You you've been you've been in more of a support role and aspect. Would I like to play in, in, in an event? Not if Joe Elverson's playing in it because that guy's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he plays Eldar for God's sake. Oh, but no, okay. yeah, honestly, yes. This this would be the type of event that would draw me in. Uh, I, I I don't know if any of you have ever played in one, but uh, the grand tournaments that GW used to hold in the early two thousands. Yeah, I never got to go to those. Those were like the first like big deal tournaments I went to that weren't like local tournaments. Traveled to Chicago. I went in two thousand and two thousand and two, and that was you know two days. The first time I went, I I, I got two hours of sleep the first day. <laughs> played four games. <laughs> yeah. By the end of the day, I was playing the guy Blood Angels player. And we're both like, man, we're both tired. We went and got a beer real quick before the round started. <laughs> and at one point, we were both laughing so hard that we were lying on the ground. That, like the, the, the staff had to come over and be like, are you guys okay? We're like, oh, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> like, what's going on? We're just having the best game ever because we're both tired as hell. And, you know, the superstars at those events were the hobbyists, the people who took the time to... Uh, 
and do special stuff with their armies. And and the uh, the sportsmanship was was really high. Basically, if you won best general, you may as well have hung a song around your neck that said, "I was the biggest jerk here." Because <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, from from the word go, it was all about presentation. Does your does your list have a theme? Does your list meet this composition? Have you done things to your army to go along with that theme? Like one of the things I tried to do and couldn't get because I couldn't find the paper was like have my dark angels list printed on green transparency paper, like it was a, a, a like a you know a flimsy that they they pass on to the, uh, but you know it's different things like that and I, I I see some of that in 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 you know like bolt guns and and, and what Joe's trying to do with summer slaughter, so yeah this is, this would probably be an event that I would play in. It's certainly sparked my interest to play in tournaments again because I, I just got tired of showing up and basically being there for the other guy's entertainment. And removing your yeah. army and putting it in putting it in the bag. Right. Okay. Uh, now, uh, thank you for one. Um, the reason I put this event together was that, yes? Wait, if I may, Joe, Joe Alverson's not really a dick. I was just saying that because he's here. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get that out. I'm apologizing now because I'm here. Daxos <laughs> the Mad holds no grudges <laughs> against Jesus the Grand. Jesus the Grand. Uh, um, but the reason I put, I put together this particular event is that the tournaments I did go to... Um, I, I spend a lot of time with paintbrush and a lot of money with model and basically almost a marriage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Involving myself in this. And I one time went to an event, I'm not going to say whose it was, in which basically I got trashed every round. Every round I, I, was, I was ripped apart, but I kept going, I kept going. And then it came down to awards. Okay. Uh, first place, second place, third place. All right. Glad you guys came. Uh, glad you guys came. All right. Hope to see you again next year. I went up and it's like, okay, is there any consideration for the time that any of us put in painting, painting our models? Is that, well, you know, we just want to get to the core of the game. The core of the game? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, if you believe that's core of the game, thank you. I will not be here next year. Okay, I spent too much time, too much money, and to come in here and basically, you all thought my army looked beautiful, but it had no effect on what this on what this event was about. Not even acknowledging if you would even put a second award stating this is outside of everything else. I thought that would have been satisfactory, but there was nothing that makes me ever want to play another player here again, and there was nothing here that made me say, oh, I need to upgrade my arm. I need to upgrade my army to be like his, or be like his, or be like his. And as far as new players are concerned, they're going to come here not knowing what's going on, and they're, gonna, and they're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just going to die. And it might sour them towards this hobby. It might jade them towards that one direction. I need to put something together in which it can be inclusive and grow new players. And I'm very fortunate that I got, over the past eight years, I've had some great players show up. Some have left, more have come in, 
And I've been selling out every year. And I've met a lot of great people concerning that, except you, Randy. (laughs) (laughs) Is this because I'm black? Yes, it's because you're black, sir. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you an ACP card. ACP card later. I'll teach you Uh, the handshake. Teach you the handshake. handshake. Teach you the handshake. Awesome. Secret handshake. Yes, of course, of course. Um, So. I'm glad that I, I'm I'm very humbled that knowing that people can talk about this event and want to come to this event. And of course, face records do show up. Guess what? Either they change from that style of attitude and play, or they don't come back. And if they don't come back, I've always got a new player in this place coming in. Uh, it was a kind of interesting, because I did go to Ocon, which was eight, just number eight for bull guns, and then... I went to 8.12, and there was other guys there that had gone up to Toledo and maybe didn't fare as well as they thought they were going to based on the list and, and the armies they brought. And you saw them do a complete 180 with the army list they brought to 8.1. Mm-hmm. Um, there was more paint. Yep. They were a little bit more cheerier to everybody around them. <laughs> you mean I can't be an ass? And... <laughs> oh, you can. And you can. Oh, you can. <laughs> One individual in particular who, who you know was was kind of a douchebag from the word go. At Summer Slaughter was like I, I didn't recognize him from from Ocon. I'm like, who? Did, 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 was there a body snatching? That did we miss this? Yeah, so. The invasion. I, I mean, it was an old I, I, I mean, just just with that from just that it was the same event. It was a, almost the same missions. I mean, there was a little bit of change to it. But obviously the point levels were the same, everything being run was exactly the same. And you could see the complete change that knowing what they were coming to this event because it was their first time in Toledo to the one at GTA, just the difference of becoming more hobbyist-related. Yeah, and as I've said on, on the Facebook page, look, this is the type of event this is. This is what we do. If you don't like this, okay, I'm cool with that. This is not for you. There are other events out there for you. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm giving. My prize support table is big. I give a lot. I give a lot of cool things. Okay. Uh, Shields. Next year, there is going to be Lorca Armor included for uh, for the best appearance or the Adeptus Award. So, I, I'm, I'm attempting it. I'm going to promise it. I'm going to put it on the table. Don't tell me that. I'll paint all year for that. <laughs> Take a shot. Good. <laughs> Take a shot. Good. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Right. I'm not playing. My clung's going to win painting again. <laughs> I'm I've never won painting. No, you haven't. I have never won painting. He's never won painting. There He's are so many good armies there, and there are so many people to vote he, for everything. He would always end up in another category that took him out. Yeah. Oh, mine's, mine's just airbrush. I wish it was really <laughs> Spirit of thing, that's what the conclave was about. Was because, like you said, if you don't like a particular event, you're not obligated to play in it. No, and you're not. kind of figuring out what sort of event would appeal to more people, and and, and having a standard like you know they talked about the database was one of the things they talked about. A place where you can go and and it'll be like missions that have been in past events that you can try out, plus like the basics, mm-hmm. you know, and then you can like building a core box. And adapting your event or tournament from there. Correct. So, hmm. yeah, like you know, you don't, you're not obligated to play in bullet guns. You're not obligated to pay, play in any any 
Well, the things Correct. that the things that make me sad is that uh, there was one year, many years ago, I was at a Buckeye Friday, and this is back when there was still forty or so people showing up uh, early on for forty k, and uh, I met a lot of new people, and some of the guys were like, "We've never been to a tournament before. This is the only tournament we've ever came out of the basement for," and they had beautifully painted armies. And they got wrecked three games in a row, and I've never seen any of them again anywhere mm. <laughs> over the years. And it's like, oh, these were just genuinely nice guys. They had nice painted stuff, and they just uh, were shocked, I guess, yeah. at how hard tournament play can be versus basement play. Because basement play is so laid back. It's so laid back and casual. Fun. It's fun. That's it's the great thing. Yeah, it's fun. It's straight fun. I and I want to bring that into, into yeah. a 60-man event. Yes. I mean, I'm a broken record on this, but I really do think Ard Boys kicked the hobby in the head and did, did did a lot of damage to it. Because showing up with a gray army and just face-wrecking the dude across from you was the norm for a number of years. And nobody gave a shit what your army looked like. Nope. Nobody gave a crap if you had a story behind it. It was just, oh, okay, you're playing Space Marines, I'm playing Orcs. Let's throw hammers at each other until one of us is off the table. Until somebody yells mommy. Yeah, until somebody yells mama. <laughs> Yeah, you know people they, they didn't care about pride, you know getting the certificate. It was all about well, I got a box set. Yeah, you know. Oh yes, and the expense and time that it takes for a TO to go through this. Mm-hmm. Feedback is great. Feedback is great, but you have to attend the event before you give it. <laughs> and if you think about like the all-around hobbyists, I mean, uh, a lot of the people that get really into the painting, they'll spend hundreds of hours painting an army to go play eight hours at an event. Mm-hmm. Um, so the event... Or hundreds of dollars. And they'll spend hundreds of dollars. dollars. Yes. <laughs> or even both. Or both. And it's... Uh, so... So they are very focused on the hobby overall, and they want the event to be an event. And it's it's always interesting when people have backstories for their armies and mm-hmm. themes. And, and when you see somebody that's willing to put that plasma pistol on a space wing sergeant or a, <laughs> or a willing, out there. Willing. Yeah. I'm willing. Yeah, you look yeah. at that and you go, wow, they're not min-maxing. This is going to be an awesome game. That brings me to another point. And it's, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine. And we talked about it earlier. I mentioned an incident with a, somebody at our a GTA. If you don't like something in a particular army, there's a, a diplomatic way to say it and a, a, a non-diplomatic way to say it. And the, the player in question gave the perfect response by saying, when somebody said, well, why are you running Unit X? Because they suck. And he's like, well, is this your army? Well, <laughs> since it's my army and not your army, why don't you STFU? I'll, I'll play what I want to play. Yeah. So, you know, as a general... Sort of hobby etiquette lesson. Don't be a dick yeah. and roll up on somebody's army and be like, "Well, why do you play that crap? Those guys suck." Well, maybe I'm playing that crap because I like it. And you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's more likely to roll up on them and go, "Oh my god, I haven't seen those guys in years. It's awesome that you brought them." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see you're playing conscripts. Not my first choice, but good luck with that. Good luck with that. Ooh, Vespid. How is Vespid? Why you give me Vespid. Crude. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> so cool. Are you playing Assault Centurions? You're a brave man. <laughs> go, 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 go. Hey. <laughs> the hobbyist event, um, and they're talking about this on the Long War, long war also. Uh, what The discussion that we had several months before the Long War brought it up. 
was basically bringing hobby back into the tournament. And I'm really behind this movement. And in doing so, I put together a comp system. Now, the comp system, I've tested it out with other TOs. Um, there have been agreements, there have been disagreements, but so far with the evidence... Um, when I compared the scores for the Bolt Guns Battles entrance, and Joe said he started comparing scores for Summer Slaughter entrance, the armies are matching up to the comp score that they're given. Um, my plans for the comp score, uh, basically, Joe's going to be my first test run of this. Uh, basically, he's going to go ahead and do bands for Summer Slaughter, and Joe's going to talk about Summer Slaughter later. I'm excited to go. Also, Joe's going to do some advertising for Summer Slaughter. Uh, I'm going to be one of his assistants. I already called Ringer. We're looking at about 50 people, Joe? Yep, 50. 50. I'd be one of your assistants, too, Joe. <laughs> he's going to need it. <laughs> we'll a couple guys this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to have a couple guys this yeah, year. Yeah, that's a lot of players. Uh, that is. But, but that's... Not to interrupt, but one of the things we discussed at the, the, the conclave was tournament organizers having enough extra people on hand, and we figured something like one extra person for every 10 or for every, 15. For every 10 people. Every 10, yeah. Every 10 people. If you have, if you yes. have one person for every 10, per, 10 people, you've got a good control aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about Buckeye Battles and their paint judging. When they have 120 players, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right? 12 people judging 10 armies is awesome. <laughs> Especially if you're filling out that many pieces of paper. And all you have to do is present it to the guy inputting. And it's like, okay, this is this guy, this is his number, this is the score. Thank you. Guy number score. Thank you. All right, who's got max scores? Let's look at them all together. We're going to go out and take a special look at these armies. All right, and there's, an, and there's basically a platoon. Or a squad of people running out there saying, "Okay, how do we feel about this?" It's good. It's good to have that backup when you when you're running an event. Uh, but comp scores. Uh, how do you feel about those, Jeremy? I'm actually very happy to see them come in. I mean, uh, it's so sad. I was just starting to to ramp up a fantasy army when fantasy died, <laughs> died a flaming horrible death into a son. When it, <laughs> when it got nuked by its manufacturer, yes. And yes. one of the reasons I was actually excited about it is that uh, I'd been following the Buckeye Battles banding and comp scores, and it's mm-hmm. like... That's great, because it at least kind of matches you up against like-minded army builds initially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to see those factor in, because there's nothing I hate more. I love the game to be close, win or lose. There's nothing I hate more than being tabled in turn two or doing the same to my opponent. Okay. Um, and hopefully the comp scores can address that to make the games a little tighter out of the gate, and then the pairing later would accomplish the same thing, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> All right, Randy. I'm for them. I I, I think comp scores should be a part of the hobby <clears throat> for hobbyist event. Uh, I don't know that that, that they, they should factor in as much in, in like a, a, a sort of a, the competitive tournament because the competitive tournament you you're 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 bringing the stuff that you wouldn't normally bring to a hobbyist event. You're bringing the harder list. You're bringing the the super friends and the the, the leaf blowers and the things like that. Well, everybody probably have a pretty horrible comp score. On a scale of 20, you'd have, you know, 50 people with sixes and belows or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. yeah, so but for, for hobbyist events, I, I'm fully behind it. I, I think I think it, it's, a, it's a good addition to the sportsmanship and uh, painting scores because it shows the ability for you to be not only adaptive, but, but build something that's not completely just crap within your list. And I think it may prompt people to take things they wouldn't normally consider, too. You know, units that, they, that normally get overlooked because they're maybe not as powerful as something else. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, comps 
kind of factoring in, I may take this instead of taking powerful unit A. You know what I'm saying? So I think from a, from 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 a like a hobbyist comp is great for a competitive tournament. Comp, comp may not work. Well, I'd see comp for myself. I'd see comp for a tournament event for banding purposes for turn one. That 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 I can see that banding one. It does it doesn't affect your score, but it's affecting it who affect you play. Score, but yeah, it's affecting who you play, who these you first, play on the first turn. These first there, two I, yeah, something like that I can see. But if, if, like as, a, as an overall addition to the score, I don't think it would work for a competitive. Okay, all right. And Joe, please. Uh, I, I'm, I'm for the comp system. Uh, having played at Buckeyes multiple times in the fantasy, the the banding system they have there based on the comp is absolutely amazing. And obviously, they have the Swedes who are helping with the actual comp score. Um, so you know, and and that's they actually go through and rank it by unit. Um, the system we're trying to establish bases it on choices based on elites, heavies. It's not basically necessarily the model that you're taking, mm-hmm. just the slot that it's taking up um, and going from there. So I, I think a comp is a good direction. I think either for a tournament to do your initial placements, you're making sure a guy who has a comp score of a 2 or 3 isn't initially getting banded up first round with a guy that may have a 12 or 13. Um for hobbyists, I mean, I think it's good too. There, that way, if you know, you know, I'm gonna take bolt guns for example, and we have Kenny who shows up every year with his Imperial Guard, which we've comped out to a twenty. It's a twenty. Yeah. Which is. The, the completely one in the spectrum, and it, you know, say he doesn't do a grudge with somebody, and automatically gets randomly paired up with a guy that's got a three. Um, you know, I think that's you know, after not for the first round, I mean, that's just completely skewed uh, for for placement. You know, okay. I, I think it can do good things for matchups and pairings and, and going forward with an event to make sure that like-minded lists are being played against each other as opposed to. You know that two comp going against a twenty comp round one and and moving forward with that. Okay, the reason I put together the comp system uh, was I got tired of saying, okay, I have to limit this for this army. I have to make sure these people bring these types of army. I have to put together this is what you can bring list, and it was exhausting. It was annoying, and it's like I just want to get people in here to play the game. Why can't I bring this? If I'm not allowed to bring what I want to bring, I'm not coming. It's like, oh, Jesus. Here's your money back. You know, when they start saying, well, if I'm not, well, if you're not, hold on before you complete your sentence, you've just been refunded your $40. Thank you for thank you for your opinion, sir. In the future, I hope we'll be able to work together on I this. I said good day, sir. <laughs> I said good day. Because yeah, I don't want to argue about brightly painted plastic. It's right. one of the silliest things I have to go through. And my blood pressure goes goes through the roof sometimes concerning <laughs> some of the commentary I get. It's a vain opening experience. It really, really is. So I put this together and it's like, okay, here's restrictions on the army. 1,750 points. Battle forged. There's a comp score involved. I will give you the option of changing your army round if you don't do not like your comp score. Okay, you scored a comp score of three. Do you want? Are you comfortable with this comp score? What's the potential comp score? Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> and that twenty would actually add into factor into overall. That, or how would that work? For, just for bolt guns. Just, okay. just, okay. Just, 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 just for, just for bolt guns. And what he said about being able to bring whatever you want—that was actually one of the things that was unanimous at the conclave is not restricting what people can bring. Correct. So, what happens is that 
Okay, here's the comp matrix. Put together your army. If you have any questions, please, please ask me. Okay, when you come to play, sudden death is going, sudden death, I'm thinking about putting sudden death back in play. Okay, because your comp score is going to end up adding on to your overall. Okay, now, you can come through your comp score six and you can whack, 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 <laughs> whack, whack, and whack, okay, for for those three rounds. Kill everything. Do everything you can. You'll get your 39 points plus your six points, which in, which will end you up at, let's see, 39 plus six, 45 points for your battle plus comp score. But I have Ken Summers who's lost every game, okay? He's got his, let's see, it's... 13, 10, 7, okay, 7 is 21, plus Ken's 20 cops more points. He's now got a total of 41 points, okay? The only thing Ken has to do is that he has to win at least one game <laughs> to tie that guy. <laughs> he has to win one game. So it's not saying, when I put this together, it's like, oh, the low cop score guy is it has no chance of winning. He said, no, you're wrong there. It doesn't give a free pass to the guy who's got the comp score of 20 because he's got a very difficult road to go. A very difficult road to go. And remember, if Sun Death's in play and he dies off, well, he doesn't have a win, but, but Super Killer does. You know, yes. Smash, Smash Hammer does. But did he have to work hard? <laughs> did he have to work hard to get, to, to get every win? Do you have to work hard to get a table? I have an Eldar player here who can tell you how many rounds would it take to wipe a person off the table if you brought the army you wanted you wanted to bring. Not worried about your cop score. Oh yeah. But what? Two turns? Turn three, everybody's gone? Yeah. Yeah. Turn three, everybody's gone. Ha! Ah, well, that was challenging. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I can't believe you made me roll that many dice. You are. You mean uh, you roll that many dice to kill your army? Yes. So, bolt guns? Yes. Bring what you want. There's going to be a comp score affiliated with it. What I ask is that you aim for a comp score of 10. Aim for a comp score of 10. Either way. Aim for a comp score of 10. Hey, there's going to be a challenge along the way. Good. It's not going to be an easy win for you. Okay? Um, and the reason I'm doing this comp score thing? New players. I want new players... Uh, if I bring the Orc Army, I'm just going to lose. No, that's not how this tournament works. If you bring an Orc Army and it rates in here, okay, guess what? No, you're not going to trash like uh, Super No Friends. Okay, you're not going to kill like Super No Friends. But you're going to give a scrum to somebody who's got the same comp score you do. All right, And then we get to see how it balances each other. Oh, and also, when it comes to comp score... Um, it does. It has nothing to do with sportsmanship. His army selection has nothing to do with sportsmanship. Not a damn thing. It's the experience you had at the table, and you grade accordingly. Yeah, and that's nice to actually disconnect those two because without a comp score, sometimes it, I could see that uh, mentally factoring in on someone. Like, uh, oh, I played a bunny, so that was kind of nice, and then... Well, you get to the end of the day because you can't really do sportsmanship until your third round's over because you only mm -hmm. have one gold or, yeah. or the one bronze if you hate somebody. Yeah. But uh, 
you get to the end of the day and you're thinking back and it's like, oh, well, that guy was just like wrecking face and this guy was a cute and fuzzy bunny. Mm-hmm. You're, you're probably more likely to lean towards the bunny. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and especially with no comp score because you feel like you're comping the bunny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bunny's got his bonus. Yeah. The, bunny, the bunny got his, got his bonus mm-hmm. already. Okay. Well, if the bunny flipped the table over. <laughs> yeah. The bunny had a fit. The bunny had a fit. I've got bite marks. <laughs> I mean, there's always going to be those people that are going to try to use the sportsmanship score no matter what. Correct. As a, as a vendetta. You can't, a, you can't stop that. That's on them. I mean, you know, if, if, if that's how they feel they need to roll, that's that's fine. But I, uh, I, I think again, comp is going to be important for hobbyist events more yeah. so than banding for tournament or you know competitive events. <clears throat> but for the overall, like you said, comp twenty guy gets the comp six guy. Yeah, that, that puts the comp twenty guy in competition for the overall winner. It does. Even it, if he even if he gets wrecked the whole day, even if he gets wrecked the whole day, and I, yeah, I but know. the but the one who did the wrecking all day still has the higher point. Value. Well, yeah, yeah. So, but it, but instead of being seventeenth out of 20, 28, he might be sixth out of twenty eighth. Correct. So, for overall, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody has the whole Ricky Bobby mentality. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> you <know? laughs> If I go to a tournament and I come in third, I'm like, cool. If I come in eighth, I'm like, cool. If I come in 40th, I'm like, well, you know, I, I could have done better. Mm-hmm. I, I come in 40th out of 28 people. You know, <laughs> that'd be me. You're under the life. ground, dude. Under the ground. Okay, so anything else about comp? No. All right, so when we get back, we're going to talk about Summer Slaughter and Frostgrave.
the touchdown back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Okay, we just got uh, wetted the whistles here. Jeremy's showing off some of his beautiful, epic uh, Eldar designs. Old school. So what am I looking at here, Jeremy? Ah, just uh, brought a uh, Warlock Titan and a couple of Phantoms. Uh, uh, working with metal is... Uh, a dying art. Nothing's metal anymore. Nope. <laughs> not even our cars. No, not, not even, even cars. our cars. No. But basically, looking at this blue and your blending to bright, high areas, um, and feeling that solid weight when I pick up the model, <laughs> it just brings back memories, man. Feels like I've got something uh, worthwhile here in my hands. Looking at the warlock here, and mm. we're, we're looking right now at uh, Adeptus Mechanicus. Adeptus Titanicus. Adeptus Titanicus, his, yes. Um, um, Titans uh, for the small, what was it, 10 mil at the time or 15? Six. It was six yeah, millimeter six at millimeter. the time. Yeah. Uh, if you don't but know. There's Jer a Lehman Russ under this one's funny. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you so, don't know Jeremy McClung, know his work. This man doesn't do slouch. Wow. Very, very, uh, very st substantial in size and weight. Now, of course, I got the light plastic here in my hand now. The Beetleback. The Beetleback uh, Warlord Titan. Okay, with all these guns. And you look at this, and it's like, I, I, I like the purple, and I'm so angry at your checks being able to do them that small and perfect. This is insane. <laughs> oh, golly. Okay, so you got your Warlord, and we've got the Reaver. Yes. Okay. Of course, can you play this anymore? Yes, you can. There are books out yes. there, and, and there are a couple of free downloads expanding on this online uh, for Adeptus Titanicus. Um, and if you didn't know, GW is planning on bringing specialist games back. Yay! Yay! Oh, okay. I want to hear everybody else's thoughts first on this. <laughs> Joe! Um, I'm, uh, specialist games coming back for GW. Corey Lengar wants to say hello to everybody. He's at work today. Couldn't make it. Hi, Corey. Hi, Corey. So Corey says hi. Uh, no, the Specialist Games, you know, there's a lot of stuff there that they, you know, when they were going away from that, they gave a bunch of the rights to Fantasy Flight Games because um, they didn't want to touch it anymore. You know, we lost a lot of, you know, we lost uh, Battlefleet Gothic, obviously, all the epic stuff. I mean, there's so many other things that we lost in that. Mordheim, Blood Bowl. Yeah, you know, but. Everything. Her master, Necromunda. 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 Yeah. Neither did I. Just Man of War. <laughs> Man, uh, Man of War was awesome. I guess Warhammer's probably considered in the specialist <laughs> uh, No, it's a new age. It's uh, an age of Sigmar. So, you know, I just, I think we, we lost out a, a bunch of good things there that they just quit back and quit continuing. Um, you know, we were talking earlier that we, you know, the regular Warhammer 40K has that you know, epic feel now with all the big stuff, the flyers. Um, I think it's good to see it come back. Um, you know, trying to get any epic model right now on eBay, you're still paying a mint for, for most of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I know, I know, I was, twenty years. So. I, I, I was looking for <laughs> some. Uh, Shut up, Jeremy. <laughs> Battlefleet Gothic stuff for Eldar, and just to get a Corsair. I mean, fifty bucks, and they haven't made it in forever. Wow. So, I mean, it's Yikes. just like anything that, that they did with metal and whatnot, it's still retaining its value, if not more than what it was originally. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to see it come back. I want to see what they're going to do with it. I mean, hopefully they don't do it like they did and give it the uh, Warhammer Fantasy treatment so people still don't want to play it. But uh, <laughs> they can uh, 
Tell us how you really feel, Jeff. Yeah. So I, I'd like to see it. Uh, I'd like to see them do something well with it, and not not just to get it out there and, and let it come back a little bit more. Okay. All right, Randy, Specialist Games, Gtub. I'm I'm excited. I I love Gothic. Uh, Mordheim is in my top three of all time favorite miniatures games. Okay. Necromunda was another game that I started out early on when it first came out. I enjoyed it immensely. Not a fan of Blood Bowl, but I know that GTA had one of the biggest groups on the, the East Coast at 32 at one point. Uh, so there are a lot of people out there that are excited about that. Man of War was a ton of fun. <laughs> you know, if they're going to bring back all these games, I, I'm, I'm all for it. And I think it's a, it's a smart business move on their part since practically every other company out there is doing what they used to do and doing it better. Correct. So, yeah. Jeremy, what do you think? I'm so excited I could pop. <laughs> After, I mean, back in the day, this is really probably sad, but if I rate all the GW games that I love or hate, all the specialist games rate at the highest, and their two core games would be the two lowest. Mm. And 40K is actually the lowest rated game for me out of their entire range um, in terms of just uh, raw fun and uh, adaptability. So I'm really excited to see Epic, Man of War, Warmaster, Battlefleet Gothic, all of these things hopefully get a breath of fresh air and hopefully get some new players mm-hmm. is the biggest thing to get people back maybe another generation of people to come into these games. Maybe we'll get Sisters of Battle in the Specialist games. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sisters. Epic Battle Sisters. Epic Battle Sisters. Let's see. Let's see. That would be pretty cool. And uh, is that the synopsis of of your Specialist games? Oh, yeah. I'm very excited and, and hopeful. Uh, Of course, there's a huge huge risk in this. Right. These could really suck balls. <laughs> but uh, but hopefully we'll see something good. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm guardedly hopeful. Okay. <laughs> One of the things that I that I like about hearing this news is like, okay, um, let's see them put some support behind this. Let's see them actually generate something new for new players. What upsets me is the amount of momentum they lost mm-hmm. when they pulled back these games. Now, if they go ahead and bring back Necromunda and don't change a thing after all these years, <laughs> I will be pretty highly upset. Yeah. Okay? The second edition combat system was very clunky for Necromunda. It was very clunky. Two models. How, how long did it take take to play a game of Necromunda with six models? A long time. It, <laughs> it was too much. No, they, they got to speed that up. They have other games out there now that basically have, have shaven time and are exciting and fun and pulse pounding. I mean, let's say, what's more exciting? A game of six, a game of total 12 models of Necromunda between me and you, Jeremy, or a game of infinity oh. between, between I have six models, you have six models. How long is that going to take? I love Infinity. You love Infinity. How much time are we are we going to waste? In less than an hour. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. I just started playing it, and yeah, I, it plays fast. I love it. It, it, it. You can go to the game store. You can play three or four games of Infinity in an evening. Exactly. Okay. Battlefleet Gothic, as beautiful as the game is, as much as, much as I like the imagery, um, basically the explanation of why things are happening, um, the radiation blast markers, all of that. Okay, we're gonna play. Some, we're gonna play some Battlefleet Gothic, and we're also gonna be playing uh, Star Wars Armada. <laughs> okay, speed. What's with anybody know the speed factor between those two? Yeah, uh, Armada play is just a tiny bit faster. A tiny bit faster. Yeah, they're, okay. they're both. Uh, 
maneuvering is very important, and one of the things mm -hmm. that kind of slows down Armada a little bit is uh, planning some of your ships. You have to plan the moves like two or three turns ahead. Mm -hmm. Whereas Gothic, the maintenance phase was kind of kind of clunky. I think with okay, how many uh, explosion counters are are on this ship and, mm -hmm. uh, and doing all that? You know, they're 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 very close. They're very on par. They're okay, very, they're on par. They they play they play similarly. But when it comes down to media factor now, who has the advantage? The, the, uh, Armada. By far. By, By far. And, large. and there's this gigantic advertising thing coming up in December. Does anybody like, <laughs> does anybody like Star Wars? What's that? Does anybody even like Star Wars? I do. <laughs> there's a lot of projectiles <laughs> in this room, Mr. Elberson. <laughs> we, we I mean, know. if you're into that sort of thing, you're fine. <laughs> There's not, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> you think they're going to go over uh, complete verse instead of Darth being Luke's father and Luke's going to be someone's father in the movie? Oh. <laughs> whole whole, whole uh, yin and yang there. All we know is that Disney has six movies planned for the next six years already. So the marketing machine is going to be the, cranking the, the, for the our Star machine. Wars for a long time. So Star Wars X-Wing space combat game, rapid. Star Ooh. Wars Armada, gigantic capital ship game. Um, and the support, the boards, uh, all, all those, all the side niche areas designed for it are now coming into play. Um, yeah. And so. they actually answer questions and do FAQs. And, <laughs> and it's designed by Fantasy Flight Games, who basically takes a lot of public input. And, and mm -hmm. they have packages you can buy for, uh, event packages that come, you can run an events off of. You're right. Yeah. So they they support it. So right. now, I'm 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 thinking. Thank you, GW, bringing back the stuff we we love, and it's going to be a nice trip through nostalgia. Oh oh, dude, did did, did the new uh, did the new Imperial you know gunboat come in? Oh yeah, oh, they made the Super Star Destroyer. Oh wait a minute. <laughs> How hey. much is that Imperial gunboat? Hey. Get two Super Star Destroyers. <laughs> yeah, First, they made the Borg cube for Star Trek. I, I would not count out the Star Destroyer. I, I won't, but that's also by Fantasy Flight Games. Right. Yeah. So, no, no, Attack Wing uh, is not. Attack Wing is not. Who's Attack Wing by? Um, it's basically the same system because, if I remember correctly, Wings of War got open sourced at some point. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they're using practically the same system okay. as X-Wing. So we have, we have the media Star Trek game. Mm -hmm. coming in and we have the media Star Wars game coming in and we have nostalgic Battlefleet Gothic coming back right if it does come back uh, they have to do they have to do something and I, I think it, it, it falls on the players of, the, of you know like Jeremy with Epic me with Gothic and others with Gothic and, and, and Blood Bowl and to bring new players in to bring new players in and I think that's if GW were smart <clears throat> that's what they're counting on and they better do something to support and advertise I'm just wondering how far we out we are. I mean, obviously, we're getting into what I think is going to be just even more bigger than it already has been is the horse heresy. Mm -hmm. Especially mm -hmm. now we have the the starter, the, the trail cough, health. and mm -hmm. and the, the plastics, and just moving forward. I mean, I don't think they're going to keep the whole range from Forge World because that still makes them boatloads of money. Um, yep. But we'll wait and see what they do with that because it just sounds like it's going to be a further expansion now too that we're dealing with. So I guess it could be years. Yeah, I mean, yeah how, could be. How, mm -hmm. how long? I mean, they just, we just got the announcement. Was it two weeks ago? Not two weeks ago. We got um, the announcement. So are, are we now? They're just now releasing that, and we're talking next year sometime, or are we complete? You know, two years out now that they're going to try to 
get something this year and then finally implement it in production and whatnot. Well, the fourth quarter is is coming in. Black Friday is is coming up in about five days. Six yeah. days? We, yeah. We, yeah. we got the advent calendar coming up in December. We'll see if they do anything with that. Mm-hmm. So, hey. Uh, yeah, their, their half-year report will be out in, what, January, February sometime? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, okay, um, they lo- I, I believe they lost momentum on this, and I believe there's a lot more things coming out. Uh, board games are taking a big upswing now. Um I invested in the Conan board game, and there's a lot of stuff coming out with it, um, <laughs> uh, as well as if you ever go on the Board Game Geek site and you go ahead and you do ratings of games that come out, you'll find that 40K is long down there. Mordheim is getting supported again. Ooh. Uh, and segueing from Mordheim into another skirmish campaign game, we did a learning curve game today of Frostgrave. Uh, designed by the same people who brought you Bolt Action. Uh, the basic buy-in is that the rule book for everything you need to play the game is $25. Everything's in the ru- in that one rule book. What Frostgrave is, is that your wizard collects a warband of minions to go into a town and to go into a ruined city and obtain magical artifacts that are buried in the city. Well, of course, there are other wizards in there. And they're looking for artifacts also. Hmm. Sounds similar to something else, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> and, and their warbands, I mean minions, <laughs> go in and, and it's, ba- it's based off grabbing the most treasure, getting experience points, wiping out other warbands, wizards, minions, summoning how many treasure chests you pick up, pick up and keep building up your warband as game after game goes on. And Frostgrave happens to be the uh, ruined city that these people run into. Sort of like Mordheim, it seems. <laughs> uh, and basically, we had a learning curve day- game today with uh, with Randy and Joe and Jeremy. And I didn't realize how brutal this thing was until the dice started rolling. <laughs> but what makes this game so appealing to me right now is its ease of entry into play. Uh, Reaper has been kind enough to put out a bone series of miniatures. And you can get practically any miniature for your warband for as little as $1.50 a mini. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bone, bones, co- bones cost They're that cheap. They're a little cheap. rubbery. You, you may have to heat them and, and put them back into place. You may have to do that. Mm-hmm. So similar to like Zombicide minis, maybe? Yeah, very much. Yeah. Yeah. But, same, same but it states you don't have to prime them. Yeah. You just paint them straight out. Really? Yeah. Just, just, clean, just clean them, bend them into shape, and do straight what you got to do. Wow. And considering that they have all these styles of wizards that Reaper's been making for how many years now? <laughs> they have the Julie Guthrie miniatures have been changed over. The Pathfinder miniatures have been changed over. They've got dragons. Gigantic dragon models for twenty dollars. Excuse me, I'm sorry, fifteen. So, so basically, uh, you can get, you're buying this game twenty five dollars for the rule book, or twenty five dollars for the rule book, and basically about twenty dollars will give you your entire warband party that you can take through Frostgrave, and it's just terrain which you should already have. It's D twenty that you should already have. If you're into role-playing games, you can switch over easy. Uh, if, um, man, 
I mean, what can't you do? For you fantasy players who, who basically just jumped out before you set your models on fire, okay, take a look at Frostgrave. Uh, it's, it's, it's a way to go. So, uh, experience, guys. Uh, let's go first on this. Daxos the Mad found the game uh, easy to play and enjoyable <laughs> up until the point where he killed Jesus the Grand. Then he felt kind of bad for a second, but then he felt better. <laughs> hey, Jesus the Grand. I had no idea that fireball, the elemental ball he threw at Joe would take out his wizard. All his minions are like, what was that? What was that? that one, was one guy screaming, and, and it's like, why is the wizard quiet? Like, that's what I get. Jesus the Grand threw his bone dagger, <laughs> killing the barbarian. Uh, I'll need to get scorched the next turn. <laughs> That's what you get for killing Daxos the Mad's uh, chief minion, little Jimmy Dexter. <laughs> little Jimmy Dexter. Okay, so gameplay, Jeremy. What do you think, sir? Well, Aurelius the Splendid found everything very simple. I okay. love the D twenty. Okay. Next time, I would take at least one offensive spell. <laughs> uh, didn't realize that everything I took was more healing and run away. <laughs> But, but yeah, uh, the D20 system's real clean. It's real easy to play. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you can play with terrain and minis that you probably already have yeah. for just a small investment in a rule book is very exciting to just do. I, I know mean, you said the big rule book's 25, but you also said that they have a PDF or uh, tablet they, version for they, like 10. They have a they have a Kindle they have a, a Kindle version that you can download on any tablet uh, for uh, twelve dollars. So, uh, basically, entire investment of $32, time painting, and quick games. And it's mm-hmm. a, and there's a, there's a campaign book coming up uh, in December to use with this, and which is called the, the Lich's Trove or something, something of, that, of that nature, in which there's something like about 25 different types of scenarios mm-hmm. uh, you, you can play Frostgrave with. Now, Frostgrave, I believe, is only supposed to be played two versus two people. So we had three people here playing each other today. <laughs> oh, so it's meant to be a two-player game? I believe it's meant to be a two-player game. But once again, it was my first time running it. It worked uh, fine. And it, I was going to say, yeah, it worked, it worked fine. My first time you. running I could have been d- doing things completely wrong. But uh, so far, it had, had a nice little sheet. Another thing that Osprey's done for you, all the spell sheets... Free downloads from the Osprey web shop, website. Uh, the wizard sheet, wizard sheet, free download, um, and the what is it? Reference sheet, the the turn by turn sheet, free download. Uh, so Osprey is, is getting Osprey is getting their, their mini game thing on. Uh, considering that, what is it? Bolt action is really taking off. It's really coming into its own. And they just released the Gates of Antares, I believe it's called. They also just released the, Gates, beyond of the Gates of Antares. Right. So, for all you guys who basically were suffering for more time play, GW's coming back with your more time. But if you want to play Wizards, that teleport out of the way when trouble gets close. <laughs> so, <laughs> and if you want a quick, lethal game. Whatever. <laughs> he teleported only after he sent a magical wall and a magical fog. <laughs> Blockage! Blockage! And then, oh, there's a bunch of guys coming towards me! (laughs) Daxos the Mad lives on. (laughs) You know you have to put that... You have to make make that puppet like a wizard, you know that, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. (laughs) 
find another one of those figures. And that's the thing, you know, like Alan said, you can you can play with miniatures that you already own. I use a, a Mordheim miniature today. Correct. And we use Rackham miniatures for the Barbarians. And yep. Joe used an old GW Fantasy miniature. That was the Mordheim miniature. Nicodemus. Oh, oh that's right, Nicodemus. And Jeremy used, what was it, a High Elf? An unreleased High Elf, I An think. An unreleased High Elf, yeah. Which one was that? The, the High Elf Mage. With the sword and the staff. With the sword and the oh, staff over there. Yeah, this is a scratch build. Oh, a scratch build. That's a scratch build. Not that one. No. Oh, no. Oh, that one. Oh, this is the unreleased DW. Yeah, the big yeah. hair. The big hair. <laughs> big hair. Captain Big Hair. 1980s hair. Yes. <laughs> Actually, the, the way Alan used to saying. wear his. What, my high top fade? <laughs> <laughs> Never had one. Never had a J curl either. Girl, you know it's true. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but but Frostgrave was enjoyable for you. Very, yeah, very enjoyable. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. I definitely played the again, okay. which is most you can hope for out of any game. Yeah. Which is most you can hope for out of the game, and that's that's good review enough. Will you invest time in doing this? Yes. Will there be Frostgrave Frostgrave leagues and campaigns? Yay! Uh, we'll see. Uh, let's see how fast GW gets on the ball before they lose this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think that's part of what fueled the decision. They had to be sitting there looking at all this stuff coming out, going, "What are we doing?" <laughs> like we had that game, that Armada game, didn't we? And somebody went, "Yeah, it was called Gothic or something. We should bring that back." <laughs> didn't we used to have a capital ship game? Yeah. Yes. Oh well. Hey, what are these oh, skirmish games like that? That Frostgrave and that Malifaux? Well, didn't we have something like that too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like Bobheim or Mittenheim or <laughs> Mannheim or something. Well, we should probably bring that back too. Quick, let's take a trip to the archives. Yeah, Bobheim and Mishfarter. They've done all the work. All the work's been done. All the work we've done. We're sitting on a gold mine here. Really, genius? You just now figured that out? Wait a minute. We need another space marine model. And everything else gets pushed back. There you go. <laughs> I think it's time to put a marine in a marine in a marine. <laughs> no, no. We heard you like space marines, so we put a space marine in your space marine and added more space marines for your space marine. We need to. We need to yep. do. And there's put... fantasy models in the space marines. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to put a. Uh, Centurion inside of one of the Grey Knights. And a Dread Knight. Dread Knight. Dread Knight. And then the Dread Knight inside... A Knight Titan. A Knight Titan. <laughs> and then a Knight Titan in regards to the... Uh, a Reaver, a Reaver or, Warlord. or Warlord. And then you just look across the table at your opponent and go, Inception. <laughs> and then you just gotta ask him what came first. <laughs> Inception. And what could happen is that when the Warlord die... The uh, knight would be pop out, uh-huh. and it starts fighting, and then when the knight died, uh, the death knight jumps out, <laughs> so that's going, that's and when, when the death knight dies, the centurion jumps out, and when the centurion dies, there's the space marine, who took on this entire army with by myself. With just a knife. With just a knife. Oh. And when he dies, it's an Eldar guy all along. It's an Eldar all along. Yeah. all along, yeah. <laughs> and then when he dies, and the our guardian jumps out. When he, that was fun. When he dies, the demon that jumps up, <laughs> jumps up. So next wins. So next wins. Okay. Oh, no, so next chaos. Chaos can't have it. They can't have any of the cool toys. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Especially so next because they're too vulgar for the. Hey, look. The, the Imperium has these cool knights. Not for you, chaos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not, Not for you. you. Now, 
I want to hear about Summer Slaughter 2016. What's happening, Joe? We don't know what's going to happen. He doesn't have a time machine. <laughs> well, it's happening at Buckeye Battles. It's a format well, happening. Uh, the year six will be moving to Buckeye Battles. Um, it's going to be growing. It's going to stay the same point size at 2,500. Um, it's going to be going from a one day to a two day. Um, I'm expanding out around, so it'll be a four round. So it'll be two rounds one day, two rounds the next. Um, Easy format. That way we can get some other stuff in. I know uh, Alan's looking at maybe running some Super Dungeon Explorer. I know there's some talk about maybe doing some X-Wing in the evening. So trying to make it more than just uh, you go there, play that event one day, and then finish up the next. Trying to get some extra gaming in. Uh, in the evenings for some open gaming if you want or you know some beer and pretzels times with your buddies that you only see when they come into town for Buckeye um, so that's what we're doing on Saturday and Sunday uh, dates aren't solidified yet we're still working on that as the first weekend after the fourth this year is um, pretty close to the fourth so we're gonna we're, we're trying to figure a few things out um, but we'll, we'll get that information out there eventually and for people who have come to Buckeye previously for other 40k days on this journey, the Friday was the day for the 40k. Um, since we're expanding that out to a two day on Saturday and Sunday, uh, we're going to be holding a uh, team tournament on Friday for 40k players. Um, it'll be a uh, similar style to the uh, Adepticon team, Warhammer 40k team event in regards to setup and design. But as we're looking out, so Friday will be a 40k team tournament, and then Saturday and Sunday will be a uh, Furion tournament. And Adeptcon's pretty open for you for using their formats and scenarios. All I can do is just send an email, and 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 they're in with it. They're good. They're good. Okay. So any any special rules about uh, about Summer Slaughter, sir? Um, we're you now we're going to try to roll over the comp system this year. Day one, you'll be you'll play within your band, and then uh, day two, we'll, if you guys have played at the fantasy side of Buckeye, this is the same thing you do at their event. First day, you play within your band. Second day, you play within your, your total points, and it goes from there for your grand your grand winner and everything. So, not change anything. That just obviously we're we're gonna we are gonna play on a comp system. You'll play within your band day one, day two. You'll play against people of similar points, um, and go from there for the overall winner. And uh, this year, uh, last year, I allowed uh, you know you could play a uh, combined arms attachment, or you could play one of the mega formations. I also had it so that you could take both. Um, Going into 2016, um, it will be you either it will be a, a battle forged army, or but you can play either a mega formation army, or you choose to take a CAD. You can't take both um, formations. I'm not putting a limit on them this year in regards to uh, the number you can take. The only thing I am putting on in regards to limitation is just no duplicate formations. So that that'll be where, where things go in the future with that. 2,500 points. So. Right. 2,500 points, that's a pretty big game. Usually, how long are the rounds? Uh, three hour long. Oh, that's nice. But, but, <laughs> but, the first, but the first day is two rounds. Yeah, so you got that's six hours of gaming. Nice. We'll have time for a break. Um, obviously, guys who played at Summer Solver previously, and even me being the TO sitting there watching people play, I got tired watching, you know. You know that's, that's a lot of gaming, and to do three hours or three rounds in one day, that's nine hours of gaming, not including lunch or right. any meal time or bathroom breaks. So um, that's very strenuous. So I'm breaking across two days. It'll stay three hour rounds. That way you can get more of the game in. Um, I don't like it when you want to get to around two or three, you know, three hours, you know, when guys have played for a bit, you should be able to, even at that point level. Um, get through, you know, three to four rounds. Nice. Completely. Okay. 
I like the idea of Saturday night gaming for other games too. It's mm-hmm. very yes. exciting. Yes, that opens it up. That leaves that leaves the potential four extra hours of of game time in which you can run other events, painting classes, um, board games, Malifaux. Well, just the socializing in general, I think. and the socializing in general because. Yeah. Um, I love to say it. These guys bring their home brews out. You, you know, uh, they bring. Oh yeah, I thought we saw it at uh, O'Connor's last year. Um, you know, you ran the 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 bolt gun there. It was four rounds, two out or two rounds one day, two hours the next. Uh, likewise, the guys playing fantasy did a three round and a two round, five rounds total. And all the guys that did the forty k, we got out early. We went and had a meal, and then we all came back. And we did open gaming. And most of that, by the time we got back and started open gaming, they were just packing up and getting ready to go get their dinner. So by the time they got done eating dinner and got back, you know, we were we were socializing, open gameplay. You know, you guys were playing Cards Against Humanity and drinking. I mean, it was just a lot of uh, yeah. fellowship time amongst right. each other to be able to uh, just bond, you know, hang out with people you haven't seen in a really long time, which... You know, there's another thing, any event you go to, when you travel for it, you're going to see people you haven't, you don't see regularly, your, your friends, um, you know, McClung only going to a couple events a year, I always enjoy seeing him at Buckeye or Bulka whenever we meet up, because, you know, our schedules just don't meet up, so generally to get any other time, and, um, you know, just to see friends you haven't seen for a bit, so that's the reason I enjoy doing it that way, and why I'm going to do that way this year at, uh, at Buckeye for the 40k stuff. And so, guys, you know, if you you know, come in Friday, you play in the team event, and then Saturday morning, you get, you know, you can play that weekend, and it just makes a complete weekend of of being able to get your game time on, have some open gaming, and uh, just, just seeing friends you haven't seen in a really long time. Hopefully, enjoy each other's company. All right, nice. Now, hobby wise, Jeremy, what are you going to be working on next? Because you know, you kind of you know set a standard on what an <laughs> army should look like when, uh, when you put paint on it. I have it's such uh, bad adult attention deficit disorder. Uh, but um, squirrel, I have uh, <laughs> I have some true skill uh, uh, Slaneshi noise marines that I was working on. Oh God! With a, a did you say true scale? Yeah. Okay. I've got a squad of them done with. Uh, uh, not painted, but t- modeled. The modeling on True Scale takes a lot longer than the actual painting. Duh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've got that. I, I've really gotten into board games. I don't know if it's because I've let, I'm like 45 this year and like a middle age crisis. It's like, oh, board games are great. I like my middle age crisis. So I'm actually <laughs> painting up uh, Zombie Side right now and touching okay. up uh, the minis for Claustrophobia, which is uh, similar to Space Hulk. Really? Okay. It's a pretty interesting game uh, set under New Jerusalem where like a priest and a few henchmen go into the into the labyrinth uh, to try to fight off a demon and his minions. <laughs> I like how that sounds. So that one looks pretty entertaining, has some unique combat mechanics in it. Uh, all right, all right. And as far as uh, how far along are you painting? On which so- one? On uh, what, there's more. You're painting. Trying to paint multiple. Oh yeah, I have. Uh, I have like several bookcases in my painting area, and every shelf is full of a project. You make me, <laughs> dude. You literally make me sick. I don't know if it's jealousy. I don't know if it's disgust. Oh no, it's both. 
Because <laughs> I'm feeling it right now. Every time I see him, I, he tells me what he's doing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you didn't know it, folks, when Jeremy McClung shows up and there's a painting competition, Jeremy will take out one model. People will start withdrawing their models. People <laughs> said, just take mine out. Just take it out. I don't, I don't want it in there. <laughs> Why are you such a jerk, McClung? <laughs> I don't, paint, I don't really paint competitively much. I just kind of paint for fun. Because you don't have to. You just let it happen. You know, it's, you don't have to paint competitively at all. Oh, but, man. But yeah, I've got historical projects going on the side, the board game projects. I, I've got some of my specialist games that I'm bringing into my modern paint schemes, the stuff that I hadn't painted from years and years back. Trying to settle on which 40k army I'd like to bring to bolt guns next year, so that I can invest uh, the the weeks into that that it takes to to model and paint a full army. Wow! Always yeah. something. Always something. Okay, Randy, what you doing? I, I too suffer from adult ADHD, so I have my British for bolt action. My Dark Angels, my Imperial Guard, my Tau for Adepticon, my Iron Warriors, <laughs> my Slaneshi Cult, or my Zinch Cult, rather, uh, my soon-to-be Frostgrave band, my Malifaux band, <laughs> some Battletech miniatures. Uh, and now I, gotta, I pushed it correctly. <laughs> I got I to gotta, I gotta repaint my Battlefleet Gothic stuff. Uh, when they finally come out, <laughs> I, I, I need a time machine and like a, a cloning machine. But I, uh, on a hobby note, I will say that I am thrilled beyond belief that GW has released the washes in the bigger pots. They went beyond twelve millimeter. They went beyond twelve. They have it's like double the size. It's still not the pint that I demand because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love their wash. I, I do. I known oil. I, I use that a lot. And seraphim sepia. Yeah, I got seraphim sepia. I even got old pots of the armor wash. But uh, yeah, they just came out this week. Not to try to I'm push. Talking about the flip tops, the hard blue yeah. blue tops. Oh yeah, yeah I remember those? I got. Uh, I still got three of those. You'd be sad with my paint collection. I have over a thousand pots of paint stored you. away from. I hate you. See, every time he talks, uh, every time he says something, I look does, around for he, a sharp something to stab my kidneys with. Like he no, just, he, he why just, do you make me hate you, Jeremy? He, he does, he does one better. Well, guess what? I'm Jeremy McClung. I've got this, and I don't even have to paint it. I have my minions do it. Bring me a sandwich. You know, it's oh, like, you painted the Sistine Chapel. I painted the universe. <laughs> <laughs> With a one ought. I think where Shandy's like, it's in the vault over here on this shelf. <laughs> on this, on this I have twelve of them. I, yeah, there's there's seventeen uh, in various stages of paint. Uh, I'm working on my life size scale space wolves. <laughs> life size scales. Oh well, yeah, I heard there used to be this one model that never got released, and Jim's like, no, it's it's real. It's, it's right, right here. It's right, right here. here. There's six of them right there. I, uh, what? I had to go to deepest, darkest Borneo to find them and trade beads to the natives. Indiana Jones once got one for me. <laughs> Indiana Jones has got nothing on Jeremy McClung. Yeah. You wouldn't believe the dark places I go on the internet to secure these models. <laughs> oh, you have, uh, I need that model. What do you have to offer? I don't know. What do you want? I have kidneys. There you go. <laughs> so, Joe... <laughs> Your hobby time? Uh, let's see. Uh, as of late, I've uh, been downsizing the hobby a little bit due to uh, some uh, downsizing in the Elverson budget. 
Right. Uh, so I sold some stuff off. Um, but uh, right now I've been uh, working on uh, some demons. Not demons. I uh, got rid of the demons. Uh, but I've been working on my uh, Tau for uh, the Adepticon team event for Adepticon next year. Um, got all my miniatures purchased and started uh, sub-assemblies um, to get them where I want them to be for paint. Uh, once I get those there, then I'm going to start magnetizing and then uh, get paint on. So I'm only about a third way on assembly, so I'm going to keep going. Okay. All right. I, myself, I'm getting ready for Adepticon, just trying to bring the teams together as far as the terrain, what, what are we doing for the tables, um, getting color schemes down for... Uh, for Model Citizen Bravo to see what we're doing. Registration for uh, for Adepticon is Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central, Stan- 8 Central Standard Time. Uh, Nick Santiana is going to be our point man uh, for, for Model Citizen Alpha. And we're going to be doing Adeptus Mechanicus. Now, right now, there's a, there's a white-green thing, but I'm going to... I'm looking for another discussion to have with the team saying we can go ahead and do that that green stripe as basically our different colors for our for our parts of the Mechanicum. So we overall have the white bringing us together, but they're part of this section. Mine would possibly be red, so it can match the Night Titan that I'm bringing. Okay, um, uh, John's could be blue. And uh, Nick can possibly finish out the Power Ranger scheme by going pink. And <laughs> what, what? Pink, yellow. There's something wrong with pink? It's an acceptable color. Pink is a sensible color. So. Yellow, however, is not. Oh, why not? Yellow is never an acceptable color, Alan. Oh, okay, thank you. Well, <laughs> well, sorry, uh, Imperial Fist players. That's right, you're sorry. <laughs> or... Be the stereotypical and do the black stripe down there, <laughs> but it doesn't match my night titan. Okay, so, but um, basically, going on big projects, I'm going to be uh, picking up some more casting, casting, um, casting rubber, some more resin, so we can get custom made, custom made bases. I am volunteering to do all of the bases uh, for uh, for both teams. Okay, as long as we know what our boards look like. I'll be able to match the bases to the boards and paint them up, paint them up that way. Not looking for anybody else to do any side projects or anything extra for basing. Leave it alone if we agree on this. You hear me, sir? <laughs> you know who I'm talking to? Okay. <laughs> uh, Stop. <laughs> but uh, but I'm down there, Lizzie Borden. Uh, Lizzie Borden attacked parrots. No, no, I'm just about attacking friends. But he's not talking about Barry murders. <laughs> uh, but uh, thought we'd go. Thought we'd go ahead, get that over, and uh, lots of things to look forward to. I am excited about Summer Slaughter. Uh, I want to see how the banding system works out for you. Um, I'm excited about Adepticon going up there with going up there with seven extra people. Uh, it's a joy. It's complete and utter joy. Another thing that's happening at Adepticon is that I'll be doing um, late night Super Dungeon Explorer from 8, from 8 p.m. to 12 midnight on Thursday and Friday. And basically, my goal is to get all these monsters painted, all these heroes painted, and everything on the table ready ready to play by the time by the time we get to Adepticon. Um, I'm rereading the rules and. <clears throat> 
Of course, I'm going to be starting my Frostgrave Warband. Uh, because I I don't know if I need to paint up any extra models. <laughs> but but the Reaper Bone thing is just too, too, too good to give up. It's nice to have an excuse. Yeah. I forgot I got to paint my Infinity stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. Infinity should, stuff takes a while. I should probably get a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I need a uh, hobby to take me away from the hobby. Right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, we had our learning care game today. Uh, I really don't have anything else. Uh, Randy? I'd like to take a moment to talk about hygiene. Once again, the subject of hygiene is important to everyone because it involves everyone. If you are unable to wash your ass before you go to a tournament, at least put some cologne on or carry a a can of body spray of some sort because nobody wants to smell that. Nobody wants to detect you from four feet away with their back turned because your funk is that strong. When your funk makes it into the ventilation system, blowing through the store, not great. Not great at all. That is not a sweet issue. We're all about getting the funk out (laughs) here at Model Citizens. So please, before you come to an event, take a shower. Brush your teeth. We don't care if you put product in your hair, as long as your hair's not falling everywhere. My God, that rhymed. (laughs) (laughs) But in all seriousness, personal hygiene is a public service and a responsibility for every gamer. And that will factor into your sportsmanship. That will factor into your sportsmanship. That stank was killing me, man. When other people wanted to give them a bronze medal, (laughs) amongst other things, and they didn't even play them. (laughs) You're not even in a tournament. Yeah, bronze. (laughs) And the rest of you who are clean, don't be afraid to say something to somebody that stinks. They may be nose blind to it. And it's a, your responsibility to say, hey, dude, you might want to step outside and into a fire hydrant because you kind of smell. Not only are you doing it for you, you're doing it for everyone else. Okay. Uh, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm not going to let Jeremy talk because... I ain't following that he, one. <laughs> he's, he's a really good painter and a modeler and I hate him. So I'm just going to keep talking over him. <laughs> yeah, Joe's got to say goodbye because it's five. <laughs> uh, you guys just uh, play nice with each other. Be happy. Don't freak out. There's enough stuff to do that over in life. Shouldn't be the hobby. Yes. <laughs> brightly painted plastic. I'm going to put my deputy hat on here. As we're rapidly approaching the holiday season. Yes, people, there is Thanksgiving before Christmas. You don't have to put your Christmas decorations up yet. Preach. But, preach. As you're driving down the roadway, pay attention to what you're doing. No one wants to end up dead. No one wants to go to your funeral. We want to see you make it to these events. Be cautious of what you're doing. Be mindful of what you're doing. If you're driving a car, drive the car. Um, you know, if you need a ride, please don't make it a police officer. You'll be the one driving your ride home or to jail. Um, preferably don't let it be the medic taking you to the morgue 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's far too many young people out here, and there's far too many other people out here that care about you. Pay attention to what you're doing. Your life and somebody else's life matters. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Thank you, Officer Elvison. Okay. Well, people, uh, thank you for listening to the official episode number three, uh, Done on the Portable. Um, sorry that it's coming out sporadic. Uh, Andy Sherman is getting things back up and ready to run after he finishes out, finishing out, finishes out uh, setting up the site. Uh, because if you didn't know, you know, a couple months back, WordPress got hit by hit by a hack, and basically it attacked every site on it. Ooh. So basically, <laughs> it affected Garage Hammer. It affected um, a, a bunch of shows across the board. So basically, MC3 is coming out this late. Uh, I'd like to apologize for that, but mm, there was there was nothing that we could do. Why everything had to get together, and plus a lot of life, a lot of life things happen on top of hobby things. No one can predict that. So you know we're only human, and we don't get paid for this anyways. So <laughs> wait, I'm not getting paid for this. Uh, if you thought the M and M's were payment, guess what? They were. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you're a cheap bastard. Uh, the cheapest? Okay. <laughs> Alright, so uh, I'd like to say everybody enjoy your hobby and uh, man, keep those dice rolling and try to respect each other at least. And as Randy said, wash your ass. Alright, goodbye everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Good night. Citizens makes no claim to the intellectual property used within this program. The opinions and views discussed within this program do not reflect the overall opinions of the producers of the Model Citizens or the Ohio Hammer Network. All content is used without permission, all rights reserved to their prospective owners. Thank you for listening. If you need to contact us, we can be reached on the Model Citizens Facebook page, on the Ohio Hammer Network website at www.ohiohammer.com or email me at boltonr3 at gmail.com.